Welcome, everyone, to another episode of the Eaton Asphalt Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Marco. I'm Ian. And we're very excited. <laughs> and we are so excited about this upcoming weekend at Silverstone. Uh, we had a nice week off. Uh, we also are, you know, technically on episode 67. We should be on episode 68 because we are actually redoing this episode we had to uh start back over had some technical difficulties so this is why we are getting it out a little late but you know like i we just love talking about formula one we love repeating ourselves so i mean i think this is like the best friday that could happen when you told me that we were gonna have to re-record the british grand prix uh preview i was extremely excited because i love talking about silverstone so let's do this again i hope we do it more times yeah i mean just like right when i found that out i ordered a big old thing of beans some toast try to get into that english spirit because i didn't have that before the last time and i just felt like i was a little off but now i'm really getting that english breakfast going you know fucked up my teeth really good i'm like i'm i'm english right now we did a whole podcast about the uh, british grand prix without a single a sip of tea or a single bite of crumpets. So we'll redo this, and it feels a lot better this time around. I feel, I feel like almost like high off of British love, you know. Yeah, some people get a runner's high. I get like a, I get like a, like a mash high. What's mash they eat over there? Uh, you know? Beans and mash. Yeah, I don't know. It's like a sausage and um, potatoes. Maybe worst food, worst food worldwide. Do you think? I mean, we're not going to talk about that because we have it. Like, we're going to talk about positivity about this British, about this British, about this British Grand Prix, and uh, to talk about uh, this upcoming episode, our sectors for this episode, recent headlines, our Grand Preview, and race predictions. So let's. Good on all the British talk. I think that we got that out of our system, at least for now, at least for the next couple minutes. And we're going to hit on our recent headlines. Uh, the talk of the town this past week or so, obviously, let's uh, let's talk about some, uh, maybe not some fun stuff. Um, Nelson Piquet. I know he was a three-time world champion. Boo. Lifetime racist Boo. as well. I don't know if uh, the, the viewers knew this, but... Yeah, he was uh, about last October or November was talking about the battles between Max and Lewis last year, used a phrase that could be translated pretty directly to the N-word. It is 2022. You're not allowed to do that. I don't know if he knew that. Uh, he is pretty old. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, caused a, lot, a big stirrup. I don't know why it took everyone this long to hear about the, the racist remarks. Uh, Ian. I would say, like, uh, we haven't talked about this, but as the Eaton Asphalt podcast, I think we would like to say we condemn Nelson Piquet and he's not allowed onto this podcast. Yeah, he does have a lifetime ban following these unfortunate events. Um, we did not choose this. This was chosen for us. Just, uh, you know, we were kind of, you know, backed into this corner. But yeah, this is this is a classic, like, your old grandpa being like, oh, wait, we can't call them Orientals anymore? It's like, no, that is no longer a term that you can, this is, yeah, like, yeah. say... He's like, back like, in the day, uh, this he, term was used fine. It's like, well, that's fine. There's a lot of things back in the day that are not okay yeah. anymore. Exactly. Like, the this is just an old guy not knowing that you can't do, you can't call certain people certain things anymore. Um, and so, yeah, he is, it, it was weird. I, I have, I would like an explanation of why we are finding out 
uh, at the end of June about what happened in November. Like who, who's been sitting on this or who just discovered this interview? But yeah, that made no sense to me. But yeah, banned from uh, not only the Eaton Asphalt podcast uh, for life, but also from the F1 paddock. Uh, in the future, just as, as punishment, which is good. It, it's good to see. I think there was a little bit of disillusionment, I think, when Lewis Hamilton was talking about this, about like, hey, like, this can't stand. Like, we have to do something about this. And I think a, a lifetime ban from the paddock is at least a good a good starting point. Yeah, no, completely agree. And if you're a listener and don't know much about his past, and like, hey, maybe, you know, one-time slip-up, he says this is part of, like, a word that was used in their culture. Uh, he's, he's had his run-ins with uh, certain, you know, just saying inappropriate things so during his racing days i had uh, some inappropriate remark he used an inappropriate accusation towards art and senna being gay referring to nigel mansell's wife as ugly so yeah the there isn't much of a filter on this guy uh and just kind of says what he wants another fun tidbit is his daughter is kelly piquet who is uh verstappen's uh girlfriend long-term girlfriend so yeah just uh and of course max comes out uh the other day saying you know this isn't who he is. He's a great guy. I mean, but I feel like your hands are t- kind of tied when his daughter is, you know, about to be your wife. Yeah, I wish Red Bull would have just sat this one out. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Don't have about to bring. LCBK. I know they like being in every conversation ever, but yeah, maybe like, hey, Max, just like ignore it. Yeah, hey, shut the fuck up about this one. Just let everybody be understandably mad about it. But yeah, certified asshole Nelson PK will not be able to watch a Formula One race from the paddock anymore. Um, and speaking of certified assholes, let's not forget about old Yuri Vips, who if you are uh, if you don't recognize that name, he's an F2 driver, zero-time world champion, also lifetime racist. Um, he was on, he's in the Red Time, Red Bull Academy, and also races for High Tech in F2, H-I-T-E-C-H. So yeah, his incident, he was playing uh, Call of Duty Warzone on a stream, and like I think it was on a Twitch stream. And let out the N-word in English, and immediately Red Bull suspended him. We're like, hey, you know, we're going to launch an investigation, but uh, yeah, he's, you know, we're going to suspend him from all duties, which is kind of good to see, like, Red Bull take swift action, much better than High Tech, his current F2 team, who is still letting him race, and a lot of people are upset about that. Um, yeah, just, I think, not a good look. I don't think, I will say, like, this this has got to be a differentiator in such a bad way that I don't think this guy's ever going to see F1, and I think he had a chance to early on, like if he did well with F2, but I think this really capped his career, uh, obviously, which is which is a good thing. So, um, yeah, good on Red Bull. Wag of the finger there at high tech. Let's let's get him off and get some new talent in for, for F2. Yeah, you would think that like F1 probably sets the standard for decisions like this. But yeah, I feel like a little rogue yeah. F2 decision that's being like, ah, you know, whatever. Well, it's okay. It's war zone. You know, people get super mad. Yeah, exactly. The, like, the We've all been there. Like, all right, We've all been in there. In fairness, have you ever been eliminated like second to last in Warzone? It's very frustrating. He said there was. Like, a, I, I yeah, it. he said that there was a hacker, and that's just not okay. Shame on the <laughs> yeah, hacker, dude. There was. Yeah, it was like you. You go against some controller mods and try not to get frustrated. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. So let's uh, move on to more, I guess, less depressing and less sad subjects, and talk about Danny Ricardo, the happiest guy on the grid. He's working on a new scripted F1 TV series at Hulu. Of all the guys, I was when I saw this, I was like, 
my brain first went to entourage and I was like, okay, it's basically just going to be like, Hey, this was my experience. Let me help you with like the direction of how this show could go. And I'm very excited for it because if anybody on the grid was to do this, I would want it to be through like the party fun eyes of Danny Ricardo. You know, imagine like Valtteri Bottas or like Kimi Raikkonen pairing up and being like, Oh, this was my experience in F1. Like <laughs> it was like this, basically you go to the race, yeah. you go home and you uh, take a nap. It's like, no, we, we want to see like the party we want to see the fun side of like the off-track stuff so yeah danny working with uh with hulu is a great thing we'll probably forget about it for a couple months and then out of the, out of nowhere be like oh shit yeah this was a thing but uh but i'm excited for this one yeah yeah I, they've been pretty hush i feel like about kind of what's it about how much like uh screen time he's going to be getting uh obviously i hope that it's as much as possible but the biggest hope is when this comes out he, I hope he's still actually driving a Formula One car and not like a TV series Formula One driver. So that is like the biggest worry that I have about this right now. Uh, and hopefully that is like, a, hey, don't worry about it. I'll take him into Williams. I'll take him anywhere. But I want him on that grid. Yeah, I. it would suck if he's like, and former Dan, former Formula One driver <laughs> oh Danny God. Ricardo is going to put the show together. Yeah, that would suck. Yeah, he's getting a lot more screen time because he no longer has a job. Yeah. All right, moving right along. Uh, we've talked about this a couple weeks ago, uh, about Formula One, you know, the contract with ESPN ending, where should they go next? And my Lord, they are getting the bag. So they are staying with ESPN for another three years through 2025. Congrats to that. I think, you know, it, you know it's, it's going to be a great job. They've done a good job too. And I think it's only going to get better here. But I do have some questions for you about the contract, about the current contract. So the current contract, I'm going to give you a little quiz here. Current contract, three years started in 2019 pre-pandemic. How much was ESPN paying Formula One per year? Is at the beginning of 2019, $10 million. $10 million, not, not pretty close. Uh, it was $5 million a year. This new contract coming up, what do you expect per year on this one? $50 million. Kind of close. Uh, it is estimated between $75 and $90 million that <laughs> ESPN will, will be uh, forking out to Formula One. Yeah, they were in contention with a couple other streaming services. Amazon actually offered the most money with $100 million, 20 times ESPN current deal. And then Netflix. So, so the, I think the single-handed group that actually brought this popularity to America uh, also was in the bidding, but apparently their deal was not even close. I think that they were hoping maybe a, a massive friend and family discount for all the help that they've given them. But I, I think that they, uh, with the current state of Netflix and how well they're doing in the stocks and uh, their company, that they could not fork up that extra, you know, probably 50 million or so. So, um, yeah, I think that uh, obviously, I mean, like we said, Drive to Survive has done so much for, for the sport and we're seeing that in uh, financial dollars now. Yeah, I'm totally on board with that friends and family discount. Like they, Netflix is... Netflix's doc, like docu series, is the sole reason that uh, F one is as popular as it is right now. Like I think it would have grown no matter what, um, but like that alone spoke did so much for it that it's like yeah, give at least this contract like for the next like give them a two year contract at a discount rate. Like you said, maybe help them recover from the abysmal stock direction that they're going right now. But uh, but yeah, 
uh, you know, I'm glad, I'm glad Amazon didn't just come in and be like, oh, we'll take that. Like, we'll just offer the, the most and, and snatch it up from everybody else. Yeah, we got Thursday Night Football, and now we're going to take Formula One. It's just yeah. the conglomerate of Amazon. Um, be- but yeah. Bezos. Yeah, and I, I was actually looking more into this. So it's like, oh, you know, we assume that Netflix has brought back so much popularity looking into the actual number. So uh, in 2021, they had their most watched ever on American television. They averaged about 934,000 viewers per race in 2021, shattered the previous season-long record of 748,000 viewers way back in 1995. So, you know, uh, a 20-plus year streak was broken by a good margin. And then through nine races in 2022, smashing even last year's record, current season averaging 1.3 million viewers, so about 40% better than 2021. So, you know, if you want trying to understand the financial implications and that, like, how much it jumped, it's because this is just growing at an exponential rate. And your boys are growing with it, eating asphalt podcasts. Yeah, Maybe they, we'll get a deal with Amazon. I'll take Amazon's yeah, money. Yeah, sure, whatever. Yeah, they're the Change Arabs, you know, whatever. I'll take them. I'll take <laughs> yeah, the live tour basically live tour is actually gonna yeah expanding into formula one with their (laughs) new hottest podcasting asshole (laughs) all right let's move on and talk about uh silverstone but not silverstone grand prix yet let's just talk about them stepping up their game this year um we as far as like party stuff goes we've seen miami we got a race in vegas coming up and the British are doing what the British do, which is copy the Americans. There's going to be kind of more of like a festival style. Uh, picture Bonnaroo, I guess, is a good uh, good way to picture it for you there, Marco. Bonnaroo, uh, activities centered around the race weekend. We got Bastille coming to play. Mabel, Sigala, some of the headliners. Um, do you know any of those three? Because I do not. I mean, I've been a Sigala fan since I was born. You know, okay. they're really stepping their game up. I really appreciate that. <laughs> Okay, good. So yeah, basically the the point of this little little news headline is just that like the it kind of like similar to IndyCar, like IndyCar has like big festivals, like Indy 500 has like the Snake Pit. I think they're basically just trying to make it so that it's not just racing fans who have to go, like people who don't like racing can go and just be like, "Oh, we're just going for the festival part of it." Yeah, um, I, I I do really appreciate that. Like you said, like Miami Miami was uh, crazy. They had two point six million viewership actually last month. So I mean, like the out of America. So I mean, they're they're doing it big, bringing all these big names. And Vegas is gonna be a shit show as well. So yeah, like I think Silverstone is Silverstone is uh, seeing kind of the trajectory and where Formula One is going. It's not just a race anymore. It's more of like a, a celebration almost. Uh, so yeah, I know I appreciate that. Maybe they can like. It seems like this was a late decision, um, so maybe next year they can get, I don't know, like some people that I actually like listen to. <laughs> but baby steps, you know. <laughs> All right, moving right along. Uh, you know, silly season is coming up in the next month, so let's might as well start talking about that now. Sebastian Vettel has been, um, you know, Aston Martin has talked and brought up quite quite strongly that they want him to stay pretty much along with every Formula One fan, hoping and praying that he will stay for like the foreseeable future. Um, You know, obviously he has been probably uh, performing the best out of that Aston Martin car. So why not want to keep the the best uh, guy in the car there? And, you know, just a great person, probably the best, uh, you know, personality, I would say on the grid or up there with him, Danny Rick, maybe Lewis, you know, depends on how you look at at everything. But I mean, definitely one of the most um, like, 
awe-inspiring, like fun person to, to follow on the grid. So yeah, it, I think the biggest thing is how long Vettel wants to stay and does he want to stay with an Aston Martin team that has had their struggles uh, since after the first, you know, they had a great first year and then after that has been kind of a downhill. So I think the, the question is, does he want to stay? He's 34 years old. So kind of getting up there in age, I, I don't know how much longer he's got in the tank, but I, I hope I hope he's, you know, a similar to a Fernando Alonso. He's staying for, you know, until he can barely see, barely walk. So, yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll find out hopefully sooner rather than later that we're, he's going to be sending maybe a two, three-year deal. But obviously, we will, uh, we will inform the viewers once that happens. Moving right along, Mercedes to have a big upgrade this weekend. So we've been talking about this a lot, the cap restrictions, how teams are, you know, almost out of money, Red Bull, Ferrari, you know, Williams apparently was out. So we're going to talk about both of these. Mercedes uh, is, yeah, like we said, having a big upgrade this weekend. I don't think that cap restrictions are really a thing, honestly. I think it's salary caps like football or uh, basketball where it's like the good teams can get around it and no one fully understands like what falls into a cap restriction. Mercedes is set to have a bigger, more visible upgrade coming to Silverstone. My worry is we've heard it before. You know, earlier this year they had a quote unquote big upgrade that came out and they were terrible, awful. Uh, the times that w- they say, you know, we're looking to next year, we don't have much going on. They've usually had their best outings. So uh, I think with that being said, George is going to be going into the wall this weekend. Yeah, fair enough. I think Williams also is reported to have like a massive. Uh, update bringing into this weekend where their car is going to look like a Red Bull car, you know, a la Aston Martin a couple weeks ago. Um, but yeah, I I reserve the right to, it's like show it to me on, like, bef- show it to me before you tell me about it. Like, give, like, tell me about it in retrospect, be like, oh, we had a really good weekend because of some upgrades, rather than just like, hey, look out, we're bringing some stuff that's really going to help us this weekend. But, uh, but yeah, with Albon being the one that tests out, like, the Red Bull upgrades, I think that's going to be, it's going to be interesting to see, but, you know, again, low expectations are going to stay low expectations for Williams, at least for the time being. And Mercedes. Yeah, could not uh, could not agree more. Well, that does it for our recent headlines. Moving right along to our Grand Preview, brought to you by one's very own Ian. Before we get to our Grand Preview of Silverstone, we do have a message from GarageBand. GarageBand, you ever had a file corrupted and you can't edit your podcast with your friends, so we gotta redo the podcast? (laughs) Won't happen with GarageBand. 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 Alright, let's move into... (laughs) Uh, Yeah, we had one with Audacity and we just, uh, we ended actually that, so... Yeah, the file got corrupted that they sent over for the the ad copy. Yeah, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Alright. All right, let's talk about Silverstone. Today is July 1st when we are recording. Free practices has already commenced. And a day before the annual celebration of America declaring that they plan to, quote, whoop that English ass in the Revolutionary War, we will be racing on the famous Silverstone circuit in Northamptonshire, England, about two hours northwest of London. Northamptonshire uh, is the most, most British name you can name anything in the entire world. Yeah, um, I I would assume that like the Northamptonshire pub 
is just uh, a giant glass of Guinness that people just jump into. <laughs> it's just a, it's just a pool, neighborhood pool. But yeah, Silverstone and F1 go together like beans on toast, like Marco said earlier, since the first F1 race here in 1950. Uh, Silverstone has garnered the reputation as the, quote, Formula One Valley, just because this circuit, it really is cool, man. I think they did a good job designing it. It's an electric atmosphere. Uh, used to be an Air Force base, actually, which who knew England had a military even. You know, good for them. Keep it up, guys. One day you might be something. Um, just like the English language, Silverstone has evolved a lot of times. Some corners have been tweaked here and there. Uh, a huge number of different iterations on this track. You would you would not believe uh, how astonishing the you know the number of different tweaks this track has made. It's almost as crazy as the fact that the royal family still pretends like they have real power. And speaking of power, the powerful Mercedes engine has been absolutely undeniable here. Uh, in recent years. Eight out of the last ten races here have been won by Mercedes. The raw speed of Mercedes and their drivers, obviously, have dealt super well with all of the different challenges that Silverstone throws at it, which is a lot. So we got, uh, let's talk. So let's do some track talk here. 5.8 kilometer track, 18 corners, give a great balance of super high speed corners like Maggots and Beckets, which are like little S's between turns 10 and 14, or just uh, very sharp, like slow speed corners. I think turn four, which is between farm and village, is very similar to like turn four at Monaco, where it's almost like just a hairpin turn. So the balance of like very quick corners, very slow corners, like you, it's hard to get a car set up right for, for Silverstone. So teams have a lot uh, a lot to, to work on before this weekend. Two DRS detection zones are going to allow some drivers to get some extra speed uh, on the Wellington or Hangar Straight, which is where the DRS zones are. Uh, and then the third straight that we should mention, which is where the start finish line is, it's where the pit lane is, um, is the Hamilton straight. So in 2020, after Lewis Hamilton earned his seventh world championship, they renamed that straight the Hamilton straight to commemorate the, uh, you know, the, the great Sir Lewis Hamilton who's still racing in the sport. No DRS there, but if previous years are any indication, the announcers many times are going to say the words Hamilton straight just because they love, they love saying that. And like rightly so, it's not often that you see somebody you know, racing on a part of the track that is named after themselves. So, um, yeah, that's we're going to be hearing Hamilton straight a lot. Speaking of Hamilton, as far as, like, just recent history that happened and why I'm so excited to see this race, Lewis Hamilton and Max Verstappen, this is where they had their big collision last year, um, where F1 world went into a frenzy arguing who was at fault eventually lewis had to take a five second time penalty but still won the race he celebrated while max was in the hospital which max complained about showing bad sportsmanship uh, a year before that we saw lewis crawl over the line with three wheels um, with max closing the gap behind him so like we've seen in very recent history some awesome races happen on this track i don't see why that's not what's in store for us in 2022 so i feel like we say it every weekend where we go into it being like oh like you know i'm excited to kind of see what what shakes out here this one is a little bit different because i think some people feel like they have you know some people being red bull feel like they have you know uh, uh to be avenged basically for for some stuff that's just not gone their way uh and that they've gotten unlucky for recently so yeah uh i think you know this this whole entire track this whole entire weekend just screams out like drama is going to be happening so um, hopefully that is the case and I don't look like an absolute idiot on Monday and we're like, oh, yep, super boring race, no safety car, no nothing. So that is our ground preview for Silverstone and I will pass it to Marco for the weather. Oh. 
Also known as, I forgot to put the weather, so now I'm going to put it on Marco. The weather we have coming up. So uh, Friday it had been actually a, a bit rainy in free practice. Uh, so they were struggling with that a little bit. And free pra FP1 ended early because Lance Stroll went into the gravel and uh, was stuck there. So a big shocker to everyone uh, on the Ashton Martin group and Formula fans and Formula One fans in general. Saturday is not looking too much better. Uh pretty much going to be raining all day. So that is uh, not ideal. Sunday, partially cloudy, a high of 68. Saturday was a high of 65. It does not seem like there's a huge chance of rain here. So um, I think we're, we should be in the clear. I think it gets up to maybe 24% chance of rain. So hopefully it stays dry on that. But um, I like a little, you know, mix up between the days. A, qual a rainy quals sounds pretty fun. And then, yeah, just a clean race on Sunday. Rainy Qualls in Montreal last go-around was absolutely electric, so I'm all for it. Yeah, love it. All right, great job doing the Grand Preview. Moving right along to our last sector, race predictions. <laughs> to update everyone from our last week, we are a deadlock tie at 12-12. to 12. This is a battle of the ages. Ian, you start us off here. Sure, got some construction in the background, so that'll be a nice little <laughs> topper on top of my uh, recording here. But we will ignore that and get into race predictions. Who do I think will crash or DNF? I think uh, Guan Yu Zhou put in a good race last week, last go around. I think he uh, he ended up with one point. Um, I just think his team is still trying, as we said, just trying to cover up the fact of how good he is. So I think he is going to crash or most likely DNF because of a, a car issue. Technical issue, not that he could uh, have any anything to do. Yeah, could, cannot agree more. Yeah, he's on a streak of one race that he's able to finish. And uh, yeah, hopefully he continues that. But uh, the <laughs> odds are not in his favor. Nope. I'm going to go with, I mentioned this earlier, with Mercedes big upgrade. Big upgrades usually mean bad weekends. I'm going to go with and stick to my guns. George loses his P5 streak and does not make it through the race. At his, home, at his home Grand Prix of all places, dude. You're, yeah, a, you're a monster. I am a monster. So uh, snaps if that happens. You know, let's cause some, let's cause some chaos. The winner, I'm going to go with the guy that felt he was quickest on the track last week. So uh, I'm going to go with Carlos Sainz. He's starting to really figure out that, that Ferrari car. I, I, see, I feel like the gap between him and um, Charles is going to start slowly dwindling, and I think this is a, a big weekend that you'll start to see that, that gap close. Yeah, I'm going to say Max Verstappen comes across the line P1 after the checkered flag. Be just be, yeah, Jock. I know, I know, dude. Um, I just think like after what happened last year, um, him ramming into the wall, 52 Gs. I don't think he is going to allow anybody to win. So it's either going to be him racing or he DNFs everybody else. So yeah, put me down for a Max win. My last place, Albon has the quote unquote Red Bull upgrade for Williams. I, if we remember how that happened last go around for Aston Martin, it was absolutely dreadful. So I'm going to say him last place losing out to Latifi by just a slim margin, but uh, Albon last place. All right. I'm going to go with Mick Schumacher. I would say, what are we at? Like 20% of the races, he cuts the car in half. So uh, <laughs> I think there's a good chance that he does it again. So I'm going to go with Mick. Driver of the day, I'm going to go with Charles. So he's uh, had a little rough go-round uh, the last couple of weeks. And so, yeah, I feel like 
finally let's get him let's get him on the podium let's get him you know a nice p1 if it's not carlos yeah i like that uh lewis is going to be my driver of the day i just think because he's in uh because he's in silverstone all he has to do is like go from like a p5 to a p4 and people are going to be like wow sensational drive from lewis hamilton so yeah put me down put me down for lewis uh driver of the day and our douche of the day brought to you as always by summer's eve Douche of the day is going to be Lance Stroll. Uh, I don't really have a reason. I just think he's a douche. Yeah, I, I agree. And if uh, Free Practice 1 has anything to say about it, uh, if he follows that trail, he, he will most, in fact, be douche of the day. Yay. I'm going to go. I, I think I'm going to take a little different slant than you did with Max. I'm going to go with Max's douche of the day. He's had a couple tough last years. I think that, you know, maybe he's probably, him and Lewis are probably going to be asked about their altercations last year a thousand times if they haven't already. So I think that might be kind of building up in the back of his mind. Max sometimes gets a little heated, uh, if you do not know. Max? So I, I think he might get a little little heated on the course, you know, and uh, he is our this week's douche of the day. My wild card prediction is going to be, I, you're going to see a theme with a lot of my race predictions this weekend as a Ferrari fan. Um, I'm going to go with a Ferrari 1-2 finish. Okay, I'm going to go with Mick Schumacher getting his first points in Formula One. It's been a long-weighted uh, weighted journey, but hopefully this is going to be the time. I think I've guessed this like one or, one or two times before, by the way, and it hasn't worked out. So this is going to be different. We know it. This is it. This is where it all changes. My fastest lap, like I said, I think Max is going to come out and just dominate everybody just because of what's happened here in recent history to him. So Max, fastest lap. I'm going to hammer down my winner with Carlos as the fastest lap, and I'm also going to hammer it down with Pole. So I think Carlos is just going to have the best weekend of his career. All right, so for the folks uh, keeping track at home, Marco has a Ferrari for winner, Ferrari for driver of the day, Ferrari 1-2 for his wild card, Ferrari for fastest lap, and Ferrari for pole. So I hope they just have a dreadful weekend, <laughs> like from the start. It's like they collide oh with each God. other. Just to ruin lap. my weekend after that. Yeah. <laughs> Just uh, right my, off the bat. Yeah, get out of band, rip it like a band-aid. Yeah, dude. Oh, lap two, they're both DNF. Sounds good. Cool. Sounds good. Uh, uh, time I'm, to start taking shots. <laughs> exactly. I'm gonna go with Sergio Perez for pole position. I think he's definitely capable of it, so let's see if he can pull it off again. And that will conclude our race predictions. Hey, we had to do this podcast twice, but this time around it was much shorter, so that's you know, it's good for the people and good for us. So maybe this was the way we should have done it in the first place. But um, yeah, yeah. minds can't lose. Exactly. I, this, this one is special. Like, you know, like going into this weekend, you can tell that there's, there's always fun energy going into it. But I think there's a lot of people with uh, stuff to prove a lot of people to like, that have feel like they have things to uh, be avenged or like made up for. So yeah, this one, I, I'm always excited for a race. I'm especially, I'm especially, especially excited to watch, uh, to watch a race in Silverstone, especially with kind of the, the recent drama we've had here. So um, yeah, man, I can't wait. I'm excited to see what uh, FP1 has had in store. Any last words before we send the people into race weekend? I think my mind's in a bit of a pretzel right now because, you know, I'm, I'm trying to, like, soak in the Silverstone, like, mentality, the British mentality, but it's also Fourth of July weekend. So, like, I don't know if I should be going American. Like, I was thinking about drinking some Guinness, but I also I don't know if I should be just drinking chugging Bud Heavy, too. So, like... I mean, I think that's a personal problem that I have to figure out myself. But uh, yeah, trying to do, I'm not much of a multitasker, so I don't know if I can do British and American. So, uh, you know, wish me luck this weekend. 
I think Haas flexing on Silverstone and and like getting maybe a double points finish or something would be a great way to reestablish American dominance over the British. Yeah. Jesus. All right. I think that does it. Appreciate everybody for listening as always. Enjoy the British Grand Prix. We will be here to recap it all after the madness at the end of the weekend. Any last words? Happy birthday, America. Happy birthday. See you, assholes. See you, assholes.